Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers preview. What are we previewing? I don't know. The draft, I guess. But still, we're here. The triumphant trio is back. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? How are you this evening? It's a beautiful day in Maryland, and it's a beautiful day to be a Steeler fan just because it's happening really soon. What is it, three weeks from tonight? We are going to be talking about drafts. That's right. Joining us also, David Schofield. What's up, Dave? Co-editor behind the steel curtain. What's up? Uh, I'm doing good. Oh, there we go. I was waiting for the for us to actually show up on YouTube to make sure mm-hmm. we were going through there. People were saying, when are they starting? And here we are. I'm doing all right. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And um, at least one Pittsburgh team is winning today. Don't so jinx it. Don't <laughs> jinx it. Okay. All right. Anyways, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We decided to go with a... Talking point is definitely about the NFL draft. There's really no news to mention. Is there, guys? Is there anything you want to bring up? I mean, I don't think Jamer Jones or Jameer Jones or however you say his name is really worth talking about. As a linebacker, the Steelers added. Um, I say we let's just get right into it, right? Let's talk. Yeah. About it. Let's talk about the headline, and that is diagnosing what the Steelers should not do in the upcoming NFL draft. Now, this was something that. Uh, I think it was Dave or Brian thought of this idea for tonight's show. And someone, I think it might've been Dave as well, that said, let's do a top five list. Everyone does their own list of the top five things that the Steelers should not do in the upcoming draft. So this could be, and this is a wide ranging spectrum of things that they should not be doing. And we might have some similar things. We might have some differences. I'm sure there's going to be some discussion and debate following some of these. So with that said, since Dave thought of the top five, let's have Dave go first. Dave, what is your, I didn't put mine in any order of, you know, most importance. If you had, if you did that, that's fine. What's your number one thing? I, I kind of did. And and I said this to you guys in the Slack channel. I'm like, all mine start with the word don't. That's kind of how we're going here. Don't yeah. the following. So I'm going to, I'm going to give this one. I think this one is obvious and I might've been taking one that everybody has, but this was my number one. Don't lock onto a specific position. <laughs> We're talking round one. We're talking no. about round one picks. Don't... I love that was my first one. That was your first one. Mine was yes. don't don't draft by position, and I had it as yeah. examples: Artie Burns, Artie Burns. Terrell Evans, <laughs> That's and I mean. Jarvis Jones. Yeah. What do you think Jarvis Jones that was drafting by position? Because I felt like they just thought he was the best pass rusher available at the time. Don't you? I mean, do you think that they were I don't know that they locked were in that on the position? Had, yeah. That they had to go pass rusher, but I, 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 I know what you mean there. Artie Burns was obvious. We need a corner. We're going to take whichever one's there. And when all the top ones were gone, they just, it's almost like they drew a name out of a hat. Well, I felt um, the same way about Edmonds and there's still the people that believe that Edmonds was the only, was the pick only because Shazy was there to walk out on stage. I don't believe that personally. Cause who's to say the phone even rang? Well, Edmonds was on the, Edmonds was on the, Edmonds was on the can. <laughs> During yeah. the when he his name got called, people said he was a third round pick. <laughs> no, he was moving up people's boards. Was he was he? up okay. into the second right. round by the time the draft came around. But hold on, Brian, what do you remember about Jarvis Jones, like leading up to the draft? Because I don't remember a ton. I got to be honest, I don't remember a ton of pre-draft stuff. I do remember that that was a very odd draft 
it for a lot of teams. Uh, that was a really weird all the way around. And, you know, Eric Fisher went number one. There were a lot of, if you look back at the first round of 2013, not a lot of teams won. I mean, in fact, yeah. very few teams won. It was really weird. The uh, There was something very specific in the Jarvis Jones draft that I don't want to bring up because that's one of the things on my list. But, <laughs> okay. but what I do remember, I remember that they were thinking about edge rusher you know, because, remember, James Harrison was gone. James yeah. Harrison um, in that offseason went to the Cincinnati Bengals. So there were there was a there was a lot of need for that uh, that edge rusher, and I believe Jason Worlds was uh, getting ready to have his contract come up pretty soon, and he didn't even sign a new contract. Uh, a lot of people thought he was going to go to another team. He did. He went to uh, he went to his church's team, and yeah. he decided to become a Jehovah's Witness full time, and that's we got out of football altogether. Now, so now do you rem- I just remember that they. I was gonna say people sometimes forget with Jarvis Jones. He did play one year under the transition tag. Not Jarvis Jones, Jason Worlds. Yes, he did play one year under the transition tag. So he did play five seasons and not four. Okay, so yeah, you, know, I mean, you didn't say that. Right. I was just throwing that you out. Know, there. I know, people you also forget about El Busto, as we used to call him on this program, mm-hmm. and that was Jarvis Jones. He had that spinal issue. Remember that? It was. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey Brian, why don't you give us You're taking everything off my <laughs> list? <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead. What is that sound? Is it is it my, my breaking up or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, as, Brian, go as, ahead. Uh, What's your as, I'm, I'm going to throw out something new. See, Jarvis Jones, what a lot of people don't remember, had a spinal condition. He had spinal stenosis. <laughs> and but so my number one was actually don't draft for a particular position as well. But hey, hey. also don't completely ignore an injury report, but be aware of it. So that was something that did really did not haunt Jarvis Jones, the spinal stenosis, but when you have an injury report, because we're talking about a guy this year that a lot of people love the way he plays, but they're scared to death of him, and it's the center from Alabama, Landon Dickerson. Yeah, got the guy's very good, but with the injuries that he's had and these other prospects that, that I'm looking at, some have had there. There's a player, and Caleb Farley's another one. I think he's had some he's had some injuries as of late, and. So you've got to you have got to kind of balance that injury report. If they've got an injury history, you've got to do due diligence and you've got to look into it. But you don't want want to uh, you want to be aware of it, but you can't completely ignore it. It's got to be a major part of your decision making because if those red flags come up, odds are they could come up later. Quick question, I don't know the answer to this. I'll throw it out there. Can you all think of any other player that the Steelers have drafted that had not injury concerns? I feel like that's the case with the center from Alabama, that he's had injuries in his past. I mean, the spinal stenosis of Jarvis Jones, that was a big concern for a lot of teams. Can you think of another player they've drafted that have had those kind of red flags? Dave, you're looking like you're thinking Didn't of one? they get Heath Miller because there was concerns over an ankle injury? 
he did have an ankle. So, you know, Stefan Tuitt had an ankle slash foot, and he yeah, wasn't able to do a lot the of the stuff. And that's, yeah, that's why he went in the second round. He was projected to be a first-round pick. Um, can anyone think of anything else? These are, those are good examples. But they're, they're ones that worked out well for this deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, we that's know, why that's why you can't – you've got to be cognizant of it, but you can't completely put a lot of stock into it either. There's something I want to say, but I have a feeling Brian has it on his list. So I'm not going to. No, say you're it. you're allowed. To, no, that's fine. <laughs> no, that's this fine. isn't even on my list. It's on, on my list. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. But you know what? We all had draft by position, so I'll add this to my list mm-hmm. as a fifth, and that is be concerned, similar to what Brian said, but also with off field issues. Jeez, Brian, were you throwing stuff over there? <laughs> I, I'm mad because you took something that wasn't on my list. Okay, be concerned <laughs> okay, about off field <laughs> issues. Like, I think that should be a red flag. So do not Absolutely. just ignore the Mike Don't Adams. Hello, Mike please. Adams. He goes to the he goes to the combine and goes into the meeting with the Steelers, pleading with them, please take me, please pick me at any round. I'll love to play for the Steelers. And they were suckers and they fell for it. And he didn't have any issues, but we also bring up guys like Martavis Bryant, who had issues first round, in the past. First round talent. Absolutely. And it just comes back and bites him. And so I, I, I maybe you think about San Antonio Holmes. I think he had some issues in college. Uh, yeah. If I was correct with at Ohio state, he, while in Pittsburgh, I guess kind of stuck it out. I don't know. That's my thing. All right. I want to get to the super chat before we lose it. Sean Manahan gives us $5 is take the best player available in a position of need that will contribute to the team. Day one. That's a big ask. I mean, mm. that's you're saying best player available position of need. I feel like there can be a hybrid there of best player available and positional needs. Um, contributed team on day one, it just depends. It depends on what position. I mean, do the Steelers ever really count on that? On what? They, they hope to get them involved by the end of their first year or partway through the first year. Yeah. But they, they, they've they taken the philosophy of trying not to make them have to be ready for day one. Um, but when they are, it's just – that much better when you know what I mean. Yeah. Sean so. gives us, Sean gives us another $5 and he says, uh, pick 24 is a good spot for a quarterback. If one is available, that team that the team falls in love with, i.e. maybe he's Kellen Mond. Uh, he said, a la Aaron Rodgers in the 2005 draft. I don't see him as a first round pick though. I don't either. I, I, I don't fourth. either. <laughs> fourth. I'm, I'm thinking he might be a third. Uh, you look at, uh, some of the other Jamie Dickerson is a name that's been thrown. Kyle mm-hmm. Trask is another one. Definitely recommend if you have Here's not checked a- it out. Hold on, Brian. Before mm-hmm. the uh, Sorry. if you haven't checked out the curtain call with JT O'Sullivan, go back and listen to it. Go back and watch it on our YouTube channel. Really good information. JT O'Sullivan, former NFL quarterback. He does his own YouTube channel. I use it all the time for breakdowns um, on quarterbacks. So check that out. I want to give that a quick plug. But Brian, go ahead. What were your thoughts? You know, it's funny that uh First of all, yeah, great show. Awesome show. I listened to it twice. I thought it was that good. Now, I will tell you this. One of the guys that JT brought up, and Michael Beck actually brought it up first, he wanted to talk about Davis Mills. And I'm finding out right now that Davis Mills is being uh, bandied. He's rising up the, the charts right now. He's hot. And some some people, I've read a couple reports today, that he might be a first-round pick now which he was talked about in the third round and the fourth round. And that's one of, this isn't on my list, but beware of that late hype with those late risers, because there's a guy named Mike Mamola. If you don't remember him, he was drafted out of Boston college. 
in number nine in 1995 overall by the Philadelphia Eagles. And here's a guy that, I mean, he was a, uh, a workout warrior at the combine, but he got a lot of, you know, late traction. And those guys that get late traction and become stars late in the draft process, I'd love to see the, uh, the success rate on those guys because they, excuse me, because they don't seem to work out. Yeah, that's a really good point there. Um, just had to answer a question in the live chat. All right, so let's go to our number two. Okay, our second mm-hmm. thing. Again, it's probably going to be on some other one, someone else's list, but Dave, we'll go back to you. Get us started. What's your second? Okay, now I just want to know, all of mine are dealing with the, or I'm specifically more about the first round than anything else. Okay. Okay, but this one could 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 go beyond this because two and three of mine are both similar. You'll find out. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone when it rings. Mm, okay. That. Okay. Another one, you know, or, well, that was my number. Actually, I combined my two and three. One. I, don't be afraid to, to, to pick up the phone and dial was supposed to be my number two. And don't be afraid. And, and don't be afraid to pick up the phone when it rings was supposed to be my number three. And I combined them into two. So I got to say it both. So you're talking about trades, accepting talking, and being yes, able to I'm wheel I'm talking about deal. with teams. If, if don't be afraid to pick up the phone and make the call if someone you really want is there and you want to go get them. Also, don't be afraid to answer the phone when it's your pick if somebody's wanting your pick, if you think that you could make something happen that way. Just don't don't rule it out. Don't be locked in. Do what you have to do. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip Ryan here for a sec because I have one that piggybacks off what Dave said. Do you mind if I go ahead, E, Ryan? That's fine. All right. My second one was don't trade out of the first round for just a mid-round pick. I'm fine trading out of the first, trading back. And I saw some people in the live chat were saying team trade back, which is fine. Number one, it doesn't happen often. What was the last time they did it with Casey Hampton? Casey right? Hampton. Well, that was 2001. One. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't happen often. But if they're like, oh, yeah, we'll trade back and and – We'll get their third round pick. Yeah, screw that. You need another second. Like that's what I would want. I want your second round pick. Or if you have more than one second round pick, let's say there's a team that has two seconds and they want, oh, we'll give you one of them. Because if you're going to get the quality players the Steelers need, you can't just get another third. Like I'm thinking to myself, if you had two second round picks, and I know a lot of teams aren't going to want the 24th pick and give up a second round unless they have more than one. If, if you're going to trade out of the first round, I'm going to want an offensive lineman and Javante Williams with one of those two picks. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm going to want. And they absolutely can't just say, Oh, well, we'll get a fourth. That's that's no, that's not going to do it. That's not going to do it for me at least. So I'm all about answering mm-hmm. that call. I'm all about picking up the phone. I was the one that was spearheading the trade up to 10, 11 or 12 and get a quarterback this year. And I still would be okay with that if the price was right but I just don't think they should wheel and deal for nothing. The first round still has value with the fifth year option. I'm going to stand by that. And if you can get it, that fifth year with that player, whatever position, and they're playing well for you, that fifth year is very valuable. So don't just trade back for the, for the heck of it. Dave, go ahead. You want to say something? I was going to say, I, I brought this up um, Tuesday on a Scobro show. I was like, I don't even want, I don't even know that I would want an additional pick to trade back. I would want to trade back to then on your very next tr- pick, be able to trade up. If you know what I mean? Like I I would, would you trade, would you trade your first round pick back? I don't know. Anywhere from 
six to 12 spots, which, you know, would put you in the second round. If you were also able to trade your second round pick to move up even more spots than what you traded back. You know what I'm saying? My 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 head hurts. <laughs> yeah, I... meaning meaning you're not even picking up an additional pick. You're like you're you're moving so, back six tell me spots the answer. Okay. in the first round in order to move up. So what would they have? Was so what pick the would they, what pick would they have then? Is my question. So, so my I understand was, you're not garnering more picks, but where would I'm they? Not, pick? I'm not. I'm not saying this would work because I'm not saying these teams even have these picks. I'd have to look into that a little bit more. Um, like I said, at one point I actually found that you know, oh Jacksonville, you know, if you could take their first pick of the second round and they have another pick, you know, in the like around the twelfth pick of the second round as well, if you would trade back to that one, but also trade up your second pick up into that one where instead of drafting at 24 and 55, you're drafting it like say 30, 33 and 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Seriously. In no, other words, I, in, improve your second round pick more. I'm fine with that. You move down. Totally fine with that. I'm also be yeah. fine with if let's say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, we want to go from 32 to 24 mm-hmm. and we're going to give you a third round pick then. And you're just, we'll swap first. So Pittsburgh would then pick 32nd, and then they would also still have 55. I'm sure Brian is – what are you doing, Brian? Oh, it's gone. I mean, you, you guys in that – you guys just took everything. With the Tampa thing, you just took everything out. I, I'm sorry. Brian, why don't you go to your next one on your list? Well, okay. Don't draft a dead guy. Make sure that he's living before you draft him. So don't, um, don't take Dick Shiner in the yeah, 21st round. Uh, of maybe, I mean, let's go back to the trading because one of the things that I had on there was don't trade too far out of the first round. And I think you guys pretty much covered that. But the ta- that was my whole point to my next one was talking about the Tampa Bay thing at 32 because that's something I've talked about. I've been team trade back. I've been talking about Tampa Bay on the hangover for the last couple of weeks because they're a team that wants to, they really want a running back from a lot of what's being said. And they would probably like to move up into the 24th spot to get a guy like Eddian or a guy like Najee Harris. But one thing that uh, you want to be sure of with a lot of these mock draft simulations that I've done, I've tr- I've always traded back a little bit, but you try not to really go past 35 because now everything that the live chat's saying and you guys brought up, you don't want to, that 50-year option is a big deal. And I get that. And you don't want to lose that. However, if you, and I agree with you also, you know, Jeff, I want to kind of make sure that they can go ahead and get, if they can get a third and a fifth, if they can get a third and a fifth uh, yeah, for Antonio Brown, there you go, Mr. <laughs> third and fifth. <laughs> that, that, that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be a bad idea. And if you can, you still get a fur, you get you still get their next pick with it. But if you can find a way in this draft to get into the fifth round, that would be good too. If you are in a situation that you can go back three picks and get a fifth round pick, still do it though. I got one. And the okay. Oh no, do I had finished what you're saying? And the reason I'm saying that is there's such a big gap between their second fourth round pick and their sixth round pick. And there's a lot of talent in that fifth round. So, like I said, if you're if you're dropping from 24 to 27, 
and what you can get as a fifth round pick, you might be able to even get a fourth out of that in, in there. If it's a small little gap, if you're only moving a little bit and you're getting that extra pick, it is kind of worth it. Go ahead, Dave. Here's here's my scenario then, Brian. You want to trade with Tampa? Here's what I here's what I'm going to do. I will trade back to the 32nd pick and give them the 24th pick. Yes. In exchange, they're giving us their second for our third, which is 64, which means we would get 64 in exchange for 87. So you'd have 55 and 64. So we would move back six picks in the first round in order to take our, our third round pick and move it up 23 spots. I'd be down with that. Let me just say this, though, but to kind of put a cap on the trade talk. The, I think that the, the board is going to have to be so crazy and precise for the Steelers mm-hmm. to say we don't want the 24th pick. Yeah. Because there's going to be a tremendous amount of value at a lot of different positions for them to say, you know what, we're going to pass. Now, because you think about some of the players that could be available, whether they're running backs, offensive tackles, uh, centers that some people, I'm not one of them, thinks are first-round talents. Uh, you could go to the defensive side of the ball with linebackers. There is a lot of talent to be had at pick number 24. It's just going to have to be, they're going to have to look at their board and say, if someone else wants one of these guys, they can take it. I don't think it's going to happen. Not in the first round. I think they could maybe trade in the later rounds, but I'm going to say that they don't trade in the first round. But that's just my gut instinct. All right, Dave, what's your next? Oh, yeah, sorry. Now i got to bring this back up. All right, I kind of already used three because I did the I did the phone one. It shouldn't have counted as two. Okay. Um, don't have wide receiver on your board for the first round. Just take it off. You know, I'm because and, and that's one example where I said don't lock in on, on a position, rule out positions. Just don't rule, you know what I'm saying? And just don't rule them all out, if you know what yeah. I mean. When we say position of need, I'm okay if it's just an average need. But there should be some positions that you're like, I don't know if it's really wise to to do this. The Steelers, I mean, and they love their wide receivers. But right now, adding one more wide receiver isn't going to help until 2022 because of what they probably what they have right now. Um, I mean, it would help some, but I mean, it's it's not going to make you improve like it would in other places. So rule out positions, and one of them I would rule out is wide receiver. In the first round only. In the first. They honestly. Never, they never take wide receivers in the first round. The last time they did that was what, Santonio Holmes? Um, d- 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 I think you are correct because Holmes was after Burris. Yes. So, um, yeah, I would actually, I would say save wide. If you really want another wide receiver, save it for day three. Okay, well let's let's roll with this for a sec. I agree that there are some positions you say they're not the first round pick, even yeah. if it's the best player on the board. This is where I think there's that hybrid best player available, but you certain you mm-hmm. certainly eliminate some positions. Wide receiver would be one of them. What other position would you say the Steelers should not target in round one? What's Brian? another one? Safety. I agree with Brett Brian. I agree with that one. So what is there? Are there any others? I have one, but it's going to bring up my last one. Okay, don't say it then. No, I I, I don't mind saying it. Then that say I, it. What's that? <laughs> then then say then, it. Well, you guys know this one because this was the example I gave, gave. Don't draft a tight end in the first round unless his last name is Pitts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, unless that guy yeah. falls to you, which. This tight end easy. class is just. Just. It's, then it's not worth yeah. a 
first round pick. I mean, the only, you know, cause there's only, he's the only tight end worthy of a first round pick and he's worthy of a top five pick. Yeah. And if he's there at 24, you definitely take him just because it's too good to pass up. But other than that, there's not, a, and that's not just in general, that's because of what th- this tight end class is. So I would take tight end. Any other positions that you can think of, Brian? You know what? This is uh, this is my next one, and I'm going to just put it go, into this one. So we're gonna it. we're gonna go for my next one right now. Don't draft a quarterback unless it is in the first round. Ooh, don't settle ooh. for don't settle for just a guy because he has QB next to his name, even in the fourth round, because the room that you have right now, you don't because you're gonna have to get rid of somebody. And you're going to lose somebody on the on the squad uh, the practice squad. You're not going to keep a guy that you draft in the fourth round on the practice squad if he's of any worth. Somebody's going to try to snap him up. So the other thing that you've got to look at here is I, I you talked about it months ago, and you just talked about it now. You would love to see them trade up. In fact, I saw CBS Sports have them trading up to 18 for Lance. I don't think they're going to get Lance at 18, but I just saw, I saw that in a brand new mock draft from somebody from CBS. And what I'm saying is unless you can get up into that top 10 and that might not be good enough to get one of these guys, but don't get a guy that you don't think is can't miss. Don't go after that guy because if, if he's, we all, I always go back to this, always go back to JP Lozman. J.P. Lozman was a quarterback just like Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning, but he was not a quarterback like them. He had the title. He didn't have the talent. Don't settle for great value catch-up when you can get Heinz. Yeah. Don't do it. Hunts catch up. <laughs> um, well, no, hold on, because no, this this was the next say, one. I have another I, position, though. This was the next one I had on my list. Was the exact same thing Brian just said, which was don't take a quarterback out of round one. And even if you are taking it in round one, it's because that player fell to you. So on the outside chance, it, it look at Lamar Jackson as an example. You know, everyone thought Lamar Jackson was going to be a top fifteen pick, and he slides all the way to thirty two, and the Ravens scoop him up that's a different situation. I don't want to see Kyle Trask being picked at 24. I don't want to see uh, Kellen Mond or any of these other mid-round quarterbacks. I don't want to see another mid-round quarterback, period. Because why would you want to make that move? So let's say you talk about Kellen Mond since we're bringing him up, the Texas A&M quarterback. Okay, so if you draft him, why would you get Dwayne Haskins then? It's seemingly the same guy. You don't need to keep Haskins. No, you don't have to keep him. I'm not saying it would. To me, it's a wasted pick. It's a wasted pick in a year that you need as much talent at certain positions as you can possibly get. And so if you're going to spend a third or a fourth even, you could have spent that on somebody that was more inclined to impact the roster in 2021 than a project quarterback. Just my opinion. Dave, you said you had something. I'm going to say about, just to say something about quarterback, if, if if they were thinking like, well, you know, we could maybe do Mond in the second round, you know, because he's not good enough. We don't think he's better than the first round. And then he's still there in round three. And you're like, no, we, we have other things we need to do. And then he's still there in round four. And then he's still there for your comp pick in round four. 
then you, then, then that's you a different them. that's you a different situation. I mean? But it all yeah. depends on this. You know, they all they, everyone always said the same crap about Mason. Rudolph. If you oh, like him, they said, like "Oh, we had a first round grade on him." Okay, that's great. But you know what? The funny thing is, is that no one in their right mind thought that Ben Roethlisberger was going to be retiring anytime soon when they took mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph. So we all talked about how we liked Mason Rudolph coming out of college. We thought he had potential. Maybe he was the next guy, but none of us sat here on this show or any other show and said, yeah, I think Ben's probably going to be done in a few years. This would be different. That's the only difference between taking a mid round quarterback now compared to when Mason Rudolph was picked. And that is that we know that Ben is at the end of his career. And so if it is a project, if it is a project quarterback, then the project could actually produce something because you're going to need a quarterback is if that i'm 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 hoping that makes sense because it does in my head (laughs) i I understand (laughs) but i know people six years ago were upset because we didn't have ben's heir apparent on the roster six years ago well yeah he was talking about well maybe i'll retire you know what i mean so it now it makes sense to not want that but but before we break I have one more position that they shouldn't come anywhere close to in the first round. Do it. And they're not, and I'm, we're not counting specialists. That's that's a cop out. Ready? It's it's a position that I have completely out for the entire draft. I know what you're gonna say. And that's defensive line. There it is. I mean, they carried <laughs> they carry they carried an extra player last year on the line, and every single one of them is back. If you draft another guy, where's he gonna go? You know, seriously, you're going to have to get rid of at least one other guy that you already have. So they could just they can pass that position unless there's just someone that's too good to be true at the when the time comes. But please not in the first round. There's a lot of people that are saying that they're talking about punters with me, like Felicia. She <laughs> says Steelers first round pick punter. There you go, Jeff. I'd love <laughs> I just want any way to get. Jordan Berry off the roster. I don't want them to <laughs> spend a first round pick. I just want him off the roster. That's right, Tony Defio mock draft stuff. There. Yeah. <laughs> mock mock draft. There you yes. go. Uh, Blake gives us four ninety nine. He says, which player realistically would you be the most excited to see as a Steeler as a stipulation out of the big 10? You jump out of your chair and celebrate. We well, you know what we're going to answer this question. Right when we come back after this break, if you're listening on the audio side, go to part two. If you're watching live on YouTube or on Facebook, don't go anywhere because we aren't going anywhere. Be right back.